Welcome to the Laser Therapy Institute weekly podcast, the world's first podcast about medical laser therapy for healthcare providers. Each week, we discuss the latest research, interviews with experts, and how laser therapy can enhance your practice. Now, here is the founder of LTI and your host, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Welcome to the Laser Therapy Institute podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jason Roundtree, and today we're going to be talking about pain management, specifically chronic pain due to osteoarthritis. So we're going to be referencing a review, a literature review, uh, from the September of 2018 uh, publication of Alternative Therapies in Health and Medicine. And the title of this review is Review of the Literature on Low-Level Laser Therapy Benefits for Non-Pharmacological Pain Control in Chronic Pain and Osteoarthritis. So we'll start off with what is osteoarthritis? Well, most of us know how to define osteoarthritis. I'm just going to pull a quote from the study that really does a pretty good job of kind of defining uh, what osteoarthritis is. So it's a, a loss or failure of the functional slash biochemical integrity of a joint. A uh, key pathological feature is the degeneration of articular cartilage within the joint and then decreased articular cartilage subchondral bone sclerosis, osteophyte development, and chronic low-grade synovial inflammation are all involved in the pathogenesis of OA. And they result in the main symptoms of OA, joint stiffness, joint pain, and dysfunction. So uh, when it comes to uh, managing osteoarthritis right now, we've got uh, a number of different conservative options based on where in the body we're talking about arthritis. But in general, we're pretty limited uh, when it comes to conservative care therapies to PT, chiropractic, massage, uh, some of the, the non-invasive conservative care options there, as well as over-the-counter uh, NSAIDs. And uh, then we've got, of course, the prescription-level medications for the more significant cases. But osteoarthritis does account for a lot of pain and disability, um, and many people end up going to injections, surgical intervention, and uh, joint replacement for the severe cases uh, where that is possible. So when we talk about osteoarthritis, if we can have uh, excellent, excellent care plans, excellent excellent care options for these folks. It can make a big difference in terms of uh, improving their conservative care outcomes and also delaying or preventing the surgical or joint replacement interventions that uh, do often take place. Uh, as far as injections go, there's uh, about 25,000 steroid injections every day in the United States. So, and of course steroids, which we'll get into in another episode, but steroids do have some pretty negative side effects. Uh, can be effective at times. There are times when they aren't effective. So the more folks that we can keep in the conservative care bubble there, where we don't have to start going down the more risky route of injections, uh, specifically steroid injections, and then surgical um, interventions, the more we can keep in that conservative care window there with effective care, the better. The better outcomes we're going to have overall. And laser is a big piece of that. So. Uh, let, let's get into this study, this, this literature review in particular. So this study is looking specifically at coherent light in the 600 to 1000 nanometer spectrum. So we're talking about the near-infrared laser spectrum. We're not talking about LEDs. We're not talking about um, 
excuse me, we're not talking about broad spectrum IR. We're not talking about anything other than specifically non-surgical laser in that red and near-infrared category. So one thing that's nice about this review is they actually give us a kind of little summary of some of the theories that we have right now on the mechanisms of how laser works. So to quote the study, light is thought to interact with the copper and iron chromophores of cytochrome C oxidase to increase oxidation velocity and consequently accelerate cellular metabolism and the production of adenosine triphosphate, or ATP, which is, of course, our main fuel for the cell. Uh, the study goes on to say that the nitric oxide hypothesis, which is another mechanism here, describes observed increased levels of nitric oxide within light-exposed tissue. The nitric oxide release due to laser exposure has been theorized to be due to photodissociation of nitric oxide from cytochrome C oxidase. Uh, normally, normally, that NO and CCO association downregulates oxygen metabolism and the production of ATP, but with light-induced dissociation, this actually increases the rate of ATP production and allows for more free nitric oxide to be available as a vasodilator. All right, that's a lot of very technical language. However, the whole, the whole point there is to understand that you can use laser to drive not only improved cellular metabolism, improved ATP production, but also improved nitric oxide release, which gives us a, a, a good vasodilation. If you combine ATP production and vasodilation, and especially if you start to talk about the, the effects of laser on hemoglobin and oxygen release, you can get not only improved blood flow and improved actual cellular operations, but also pain reduction. So that's what we're talking about with this particular review, is that uh, the mechanisms of pain reduction, but also actually improving the health, the cellular health of the area that's being treated. So we'll uh, go ahead and, and keep moving through the study. Another quote here as we get in towards the conclusion says that in clinical studies, laser has shown promise in managing Achilles tendonitis, neck pain, extremity osteoarthritis, and other chronic musculoskeletal chronic pain disorders. And if you're in the pain management realm here as a provider, you know that some of these chronic pain conditions can be extremely life-altering for patients. And oftentimes, it's very, very frustrating as a provider to not have a good active treatment, a good active solution. Of course, we know exercise can be helpful. We know medications can help manage symptoms. But if you have another tool in the toolbox to actually help with the cellular health and pain levels, well, that can really make a big difference to those patients. So based on this literature review's findings, um, they, I'll, I'll quote them again here, we propose a complementary non-pharmacological approach to manage chronic pain, preferably working in collaboration with other traditional conservative strategies. So this study, this, sorry, this literature review compared 16 studies and said, look, you know, it's good to have laser, it's good to actually integrate it with other conservative strategies as well. The conclusions go on to say, laser using the properties of coherent light has been seen to produce pain relief and fibroblastic regeneration in clinical trials and laboratory experiments, respectively. Laser has also been seen to significantly reduce pain in the acute setting, and it goes into a little bit more about you know, how that works, like we just talked about. 
and then says further, many studies have demonstrated analgesic and anti-inflammatory effects provided by photobiomodulation in both experimental and clinical trials. Now, that photobiomodulation just refers to the interaction of light with the biomechanical structures. And we're stimulating those actual uh, changes in the body using light. That's not laser specific. That does also refer back to some other light sources as well. There have been a number of studies that do show good results with light other than laser. We'll, we'll do another episode uh, to kind of talk about LEDs versus laser, but in this case, we're going to really stay focused on laser. That's what this review is all about. So they end this, this, whole, uh, this whole conclusion here by saying, therefore, based on current research, the utilization of laser for pain management and osteoarthritic conditions may be a complementary strategy used in clinical practice to provide symptom management for patients suffering from osteoarthritis and chronic pain. Now, I skipped over a part. I'm going to go back to it because if we've got literature reviews and studies saying this works, well, then why aren't we doing it? Well, they say, look, there's these barriers. There's some barriers to the implementation of laser in treating chronic pain. So I'll quote them again here. Uh, these barriers in treating chronic pain in osteoarthritis involve the high variation in methods of application. Laser type, ideal dose, and specific wavelength may make healthcare, and they, I think it's a little bit of a mistype, but they say healthcare, may make healthcare providers intimidated to take up laser therapy. Further research is needed to determine ideal dose targets for clinical applications. What they're saying there is that nobody quite knows what they're doing with when it comes to laser. We're still in the guessing phase. We have a lot of research that says this works, but we don't even quite have nailed down the, the best wavelengths. We don't have nailed down um, how many treatments somebody needs, what the dose window is. Um, that's one thing that I'm gonna tell you right now is already taken care of with our Laser Therapy Institute protocols. We've already got that established. It's in a book. It tells you exactly what you need to do. So one of the nice things in seeing this literature review talking about, look, we don't have this stuff nailed down. This was just a year ago um, from where we're at today as far as when this was published. We have been able to put together clinically proven and, and, and effective treatment plans that gives healthcare providers some guidance on what to do and how to do it, how many treatments it's gonna take, what the patient needs to expect, which treatments to use, what your dosages are, what your wavelengths are, the time, the whole bit, the technique, it's all nailed down for our LTI providers because we've seen it work across the country. So what are your takeaways from this whole literature review here? Well, number one, there is good solid research behind the idea that laser works for pain in many conditions, and specifically some of these tough ones, chronic pain and osteoarthritis. And then number two, even current research has a hard time narrowing down the types of laser and so forth, the parameters, all this that we just talked about. So you have to have either a lot of clinical experience with laser, or you need to have an effective education process to know what you're doing with laser therapy and be able to get the results that are effective that will actually work for your patients and get them better. Subscribe now to keep learning about the growing field of laser therapy. Check out our patient-focused podcast, Healing at the Speed of Light, a great resource for your patients.
For massive practice growth and improved patient outcomes, become a certified Laser Therapy Institute clinic. Learn how at lasertherapyinstitute.org.